You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Daniel chapter 3, it's the famous story. Uh, Obviously, these Hebrew boys have been taken into Babylonian captivity, and so they are slaves living in Babylon. And and you know the story. Let me just kind of give you the context in these first eight verses, and then we're going to read a lot of scripture. I'm going to read most of the text today. But it's the story where Nebuchadnezzar builds a 90-foot-high idol or tower. It's this image and tells everybody to bow down. And when the music plays, everybody bows down. And in this moment, it's the moment where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men who follow Yahweh, who are followers of God and the one true God, refused to bow. And so I want to pick up the story in verse 8. Imagine them standing there, right there with the opportunity to bow, and this is where they refused to to bow. Here we go. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, I don't know what a zither is, a zither, a lyre, a harp, I'm just kidding, a stringed, right? Stringed instrument? Anyway, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold that you have set up. And furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up. Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then, he taunts them, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able, everybody say able, is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, 
weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the, into the fire? They replied, certainly your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire. And everybody said, amen. Oh, right there. Come on, come on, right there. No, no, you got that? Uh. Come on, that's a big moment. I see four men walking. All right, I see four men. I like that right there. That's, that's our church. You don't say amen. You say grr, right? That's our, that's good. All right. I, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was not, no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces. Whew likes their God, but doesn't have God's ways yet right there. I mean, cut them into pieces. All right, anyway. And their houses be turned into piles of rubble for no other God can save in this way. And then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So I just wanna ask you three questions today from this text, uh, a lot of text there. And I just want us to form the way that we look at going into 2018 with just three real simple questions. All right, and the first one is this. I want you just to ask yourself this question. Will you trust God in 2018? Just that simple, because this is the moment. All right, there's the fire in front of them, the threat of the furnace. And just in that moment when there is the, the not just a threat, but it, it's just logic. The moment you don't bow, you're going in, in the furnace. And who are you in that moment? I think when I think about 2018, I think sometimes in America, it's easy for us to say, oh God, let me not face any fire in 2018. But anybody that's been around long enough knows that the question is not, will I go through fire, but will I be close to God through the fire? And as you go into 2018, I just want you to know, I know it's hard to hear, but chances are very high that you're gonna go through the fire. But when you're squeezed, when you're pushed, when there is suddenly the moment where the music plays, who will you be? Because when you read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these are guys who had been close to God. These were guys who had fought to be the best of the best and, and live God's way so that in the moment when suddenly the music plays and there is the threat of being killed, who they are was already decided before they got to that challenging moment. And so as you go through 2018, I wanna invite you to think this way. There's the high probability that some form of challenge some form of difficulty is probably gonna happen. In fact, Jesus tells us that. Jesus says, in this life, you will go through trouble or hardship. And so the question is not, will you go through the fire? Because you're gonna go through fire. The question is, will you be prepared? Will you be ready? And who will you be in preparation? Who will you be in that moment? And what I love about the story here is that these guys had already made a decision. They had made a a decision on who they would be. They were already close to God and they had this big faith. Like, I just want you to picture this big view of God. 
It's that phrase where it says, our God is able, he will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, it's just, it's just kind of funny language, isn't it? Like, just listen to it. Our God is able. Our God is able, right? He will deliver us. I've got this confidence. He's going to deliver us. But here's what they're saying. And even if he doesn't, it's saying he does not cease to be our God. Nothing changes based upon our circumstance. Even if he does not, boom, we will face the fire. It's this big view of God. And when we go into 2018, my hope is that you would have this massive view of God. Big God, small circumstance. Big God. God, I trust you in whatever thing I'm going to go through. And my hope is that you won't wait till you face the fire to know God. Because if, if all of a sudden you face that fire and the music plays and the lither and the zire and the lyre and the, all that starts to go, and you haven't been close to God and everybody around you is bowing and there's a threat, hey, it's just the way it goes in our culture. Hey, this is just what you do. Chances are you just kind of look around all right, well, how does this go? And what, am I, what do I give my affection to? But if you're like these guys and, and in the book of Daniel, Daniel, men of prayer, men who knew God, then when you face the fire, you face the furnace, you, you face the challenging moment and you've been with God, I mean, the epic part of this story is imagine 90 feet high, gold, Nebuchadnezzar, death if you don't bow, music plays, and a sea of people on their faces worshiping a false image, an image that is not God, is not Yahweh, is not the one true God. And there's three guys that are refusing to bow. And I just wanna encourage you as you go into this year, as you begin to think about 2018, there is always the temptation to just bow. Just, you know what? I got a lot going. It's just, and I just wanna encourage you, pull away, even in this season of prayer and fasting, to have a massive view of God, to have such a high view of God that when the music plays, when there's the temptation to give in to earthly things, when you go through whatever might squeeze you, what might, what, whatever might be the thing that would cause you just to punt on being close to God and doing what he's called you to do with your life, that you would say, mm, I've been close. I know who my God is. And there's, there's no chance. There's no chance that I'm gonna bow. There's no chance that I'm giving up. And the other thing I want us just to see from this that's hard to hear is that they actually do go into the fire. <laughs> you know, like, I think sometimes for me, I, I, I thank God, if you, <laughs> if you love me, deliver me from the fire in 2018. <laughs> Show me that everything's gonna be okay because if my circumstance is okay, then I'm okay. Where what we wanna be is my God is able. He will deliver me. But if he doesn't, I'm okay because the way that I see my life is not based upon my circumstances, it's based upon my God. 
And so I've got a whole worldview that says, big God, I trust in you. And so as you begin to even think about 2018, I, I wanna encourage you to think about doing some things that will help you in 2018 have this high view of God where you're, where you're getting alone and you're spending time with God. My dream is that we would have a church full of people that spend time alone with him and really know him. If you're self-feeding, if you're alone with God and you're getting God in front of your eyes, then when you face hardship, when you face trial, when you face temptation, when you face threat, you'll be able to stand. But when you're mostly thinking about you, what do you gotta do to make it through? And I'm not sure that God is really present and I'm just discouraged and angry and filled with accusation. Chances are in those moments when the whole world around you is bowing, when the zither and the liar starts to play, you just go down. And so I wanna encourage you this year, pull back, get along with God. And here's the crazy part. And this is hard to say, but I just want you to think through it. Ask the Lord what might be in it for you, but it might just be good for you to treasure the fire. <laughs> like I just was meditating on this text and I was thinking about the fact that many scholars would say that this is, this is the pre-incarnate Christ in the fire. Like Jesus shows up in the fire with the Hebrew boys. <laughs> whether it's an angel, whether it's Jesus, God is in the fire, <laughs> like God's messenger. I mean, there's, a, there's that epic moment where Nebuchadnezzar goes, ay, 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 there's four dudes in there. Here's just the idea I want you to get. My guess is, is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't hang out too many times with the pre-incarnate Christ. <laughs> like we don't have record of the rest of their lives. We don't get a whole lot of, of their whole life. We got, just have some moments. But this is the one moment that they're hanging out with Jesus. And I just want you to know, even in your own life, it's highly possible that when you're going through your darkest day, when you're going through the, the pain, when you're going through the challenges, when you're going through stuff that's hard, that you look over and you go, he's with me. Does that make sense? Could it be that, could it be that as you go through some challenges, as you go through things that are hard, that the fire, this, whatever, you, whatever, whatever is your fire, whatever's the thing that you're going through, it might just be that it's that, that God goes, I'm right there with you. I'm right there. And, I, I, and as I was thinking about each one of us and our own journeys, my hope and my prayer is that, is that you'll experience God, be close to him as you walk through with whatever sickness, whatever loss, and just go, God, I, if in treasuring Christ, I can treasure this hardship because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right? You're with me. And the second idea I just want us to get from this is just kind of a fun one, and that's who will you stand with in 2018? You know, like one of the fun things about this text is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're always together, right? Like I love this moment where they refuse to bow. And I think they're triplets because I just believe God loves triplets. It's my own theory. 
God just seems to use the triplets. Um, just kidding. Um, but they're always together, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you can imagine, I, like I can't fathom a moment, Nebuchadnezzar, highest, you know, in the known world, the highest, most powerful person giving you the threat, bow or die. But I think that there was probably some strength for, I don't know what they look like. I picture each one of them, you know, they got their own personalities. We don't know what those personalities are. But if Shadrach is kind of like the strong type and Meshach is kind of like the whatever kind of personality is a little bit different. And Abednego, who knows what he's like. And there's just, I'm not bowing. I'm not, nope. And I think that there's some strength and that they stood together. And so I just wanna ask you, as you go into 2018, who are you standing with? Like, who's gonna help you refuse to bow? Who's gonna help you? Who's, who, who's gonna be with you? I think that there's this strength that comes when we're, when we're united, when we're together. And I've said this before, but when Renata and I, when we moved to Kansas City and we started just trying to meet people and, and we didn't know many people, but just connect with people, man, the ache in people's hearts. We sat with them over coffee was not, hey, we just need another band in this town to lead us in worship because there's just not enough musicians in Kansas City. And there was never anyone that looked at us and just said, hey, there's not enough preachers in this town. I can't find one that I like. You know what? Sitting across the table was over and over again. Hey man, I just, I just want some friendships and people that would do life with me and help me follow Jesus. And I'm just telling you, I think one of the strengths for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was camaraderie. It was, all right, we stand together. And I wanna invite you to have some friends. Now, in order to have friends, you gotta be that friend. You're gonna have to step in and love somebody, get out of kind of what's comfortable and serve some people. And I wanna invite you just to pray through in, in, in 2018 what God has for you. Like, like your ministry, like your camaraderie. And beyond, always taking steps. It's really easy for us just to live on cruise control. But as people that are walking in step with the Holy Spirit, friends of God, wanting to move forward, God always has steps he wants you to take, which typically means you decrease, you, you die and decrease and become less and less while he increases and becomes more and more. And that typically means that you're looking out and going, all right, who... Who can I help? Kind of what we talked about last week on Christmas. How can I, how can I go low to help someone else go high? How can, I, how, can I, how can I help somebody else? I'm just telling you, I think that one of the best things that you can do is figure out in 2018, where am I gonna connect? Like, who am I gonna be close to? Who are the, who are the comrades that I can help them? I can help them stand when they face their hardest day. I can stand with Meshach. Meshach's always giving in, but Shadrach's a, come on, Meshach. Step. I'm making that up. You get my point. But together, there's this strength. I, I, this is vulnerable, but honestly, I made the triplet joke, but I was thinking about that. I, man, I've got, I've got some siblings that have just sought God their whole lives. And man, when I was in high school, it, on a Friday night, there was very little chance I was gonna go make some bad choices because I knew my sister Dana was, mm, I mean, she was nearly sinless. I mean, she was making, she was studying her Bible on Friday night with some friends, you know, like, 
my point is this, like it actually did help me and encourage me. And, and I would just, I, I just know it's really real. You know, like when you got some friends that are just, they're, they're, they're pulling you, they're helping you. In fact, for me this year, it's been amazing. When Renata and I moved here in 2016, we didn't know very many people, but I, I've been a part of now uh, a, a few small groups. I was part of two last semester. And I feel like I've got lifelong friends. I haven't even lived here two years yet. But I, man, I'm like, I was telling Dan, like, woo, I, I love it here. Like, I, I love the people here. I think Kansas City's the best place on earth. You know why? Because of people. Because I love people. I mean, I like a lot of things. I like the restaurants here. I like, I, there's a lot of things I like about the city other than the people. But the thing that makes it awesome is some relationships. And so it's those relationships, man, when you, when you sit around the table. And for me, like I like small groups right now that have to do with parenting because I am in the dog years of parenting, right? My son is now my height. He's 13. I'm scared to death. Dear Lord, help me, right? Like I'm, ooh, I mean, it's crazy. He takes my clothes. He takes my shoes. These are his. I mean, it's just like, I'm in a whole new season. In fact, everything I'm wearing is his. But anyway, I didn't say that. They're like, hey, did he have a wardrobe change since last year? Yeah, yes, I did. My son turned 13 and he's my size. So anyway, <laughs> this is his Christmas on me. But, uh, but here's the idea. For me right now, those relationships just, hey, let's pray together. Let's sit over a cup of coffee. Those relationships mean so much. And I just want to ask you that, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you, who you, who are you gonna stand with? Who, who are you with? Who, who, who's, who's your tribe? And I just wanna encourage you, take a step. Like take a step in, in those relationships and get out of that comfort zone a little bit. And I wanna encourage you in 2018, one, man, trust in God, get alone with God so that when you face whatever hardship, when you face whatever trial, man, you know exactly what's in you. I trust God. God. He is able. I know him. I've been with him in the secret place. There's no chance I'm bowing. And then two, you got, you look right there, right there. Shadrach, what's up? Abednego. I, I picture Abednego, tall with long hair. I don't know why. Abednego, mm, right there, like Abishai. Mm. Anyway, you know, just, sorry, that's an old small group joke right there. You know, like, you got your people. You got your people. And I'm telling you, it means so much when you've got the camaraderie. And you go, all right, we, we refuse. We're not bowing. I, there's something. And God's put that. I mean, when you, I think even of the disciples. When I think about Jesus giving them the commission to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations, can you imagine the weightiness of that? But I think about the joy of doing it with guys that you've been right there with Jesus with. And it's like, all right, it's time. I got a text message last night at 11 o'clock from a friend of mine pastor that says it's go time this is our hour which is basically like we 40 now better do something for the kingdom you know like <laughs> i'm just i love that there's part of me it's like, mm. back when i was 23 uh years old and just got a job at new life in colorado and they had uh the first year that i was there they did this retreat where they took all the department heads that's what they called them and i was you know I was a department head and, and we had this department head offsite where we were supposed to tell what our goals were for the new year, the new year being 2001. And, um, 
And, and I was the new guy, but we were go- going around the circle and we were supposed to communicate to the team what our goal was for 2001. Well, I was brand new, straight out of college. And so I just decided to go with what my real goal was for 2001. And so I just said, you know what my goal, so I was first. It was like, okay, you're first. <laughs> yeah. And so I just was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And honestly, I wasn't really very corporate minded. Like I didn't understand church that well. I was just like a zealot for Jesus. <laughs> Some things don't change. But anyway, and so I just, I just looked at him 23 and I go, man, my goal for 2001 is to be so close to some leaders that when you cut us open, we bleed the same color. And I looked around. And everybody just looked at me like this. I mean, it's just nothing but straight awkward all. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys who I thought was old, he was like 31, he, he starts laughing. And they all start laughing. And turns out the goal of the meeting was to say, hey, I need two computers. I need a room. Uh, I got a goal of 500 kids in the youth group. I need, like, I didn't know what it was supposed to be. I just kind of gave some ambiguous. I want to bleed the same color with some people that just love God. And Let me give you a sermon right here. But you know what's true is that um, it's been a while now. And that's almost 20 years ago. But you know what? I still, I still, I still feel that. You know, like, I've added some goals for our 2018, <laughs> grown up a little bit. <laughs> but I still look at us and I go, man, you know, I just, I love that. Like, I just love some people that, man, we have decided we're going to know God. And we have, we, 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 we've already made the decision. See, that's what I love about this statement is that it's, it's they, they didn't wonder in the moment if they were going to bow or not. They had already made the decision. It was a pre-decision decision. It was a conviction. I ain't bowing. No chance. I got some brothers with me. We're either burning, delivered, but we're not bowing. One, two, never three. And when you got some comrades like that, where you've just made some decisions, you just got some, if you're a dude, you've got, you've, you sit at the coffee table with some people, you've just made some decisions. You know what? I may face some trials, I may face some hardship, but I'm not punting on my faith. I have decided I will follow Jesus. You know what? I got some comrades with me and we have decided. You know what? It it may not all look like it is in the movies, but mm, I am gonna be married to that woman all of my days and I will disciple my kids no matter what. And so it doesn't matter what opportunities come my way. I have decided I'm gonna know God and I am going to disciple my family. And you know what? I, I'm sitting around a table with some guys. I made a pre-decision decision. It is already resolute. It, you, cannot, I'm, you cannot get me to bow to the culture and materialism. I have decided I'm gonna use the, the gifts, the the talent, the treasure, whatever God has given me to steward, I'm gonna spend it on the kingdom of God and I'm not gonna spend it on myself like the rest of the culture tells me. And it's a pre-decision decision. I have decided. And when you've got some, some com- comrades, where you just, you've just decided that. It's just, it's already in you. Boy, it helps for the journey. You know, like this is just who we are. Like we are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you can play the lither, zither, liar, and harp but we're not bowing, we're not going down. We have decided it is done. I'm just telling you, man, in this context of a small group, it's a great opportunity that goes, you know what? 
We are worshipers. You know what? We are intercessors. You know what? We are, and you just, you just what, what the Lord's called you to do, and you got some people that you go, mm, no chance I'm bowing down. No chance I'm punting on this. And then my last question to you is just this. This is just the fun one. I'm, it's, just, it's just the end. I love this moment where Nebuchadnezzar sees the fourth, the fourth man. I feel like saying fourth meal. He sees the fourth man and the fire, and, and it's just this moment where he goes. It's the jaw-dropper moment where the, the pagan sees God through the conviction and action of the believer and goes, wow. It's <laughs> supernatural. Wait a minute. When you refuse to bow and you face the fire and God is with you in the fire, you're supernaturally living and the outside world goes, ay, 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 ay. What do you have that I don't have? That song we sang, we are the church. We are the hope on earth. That's, that's, mm, we will not bow. Mm. You know what? And then they go. And you face the disease. You face the financial hardship. You, sir, you live this way. That is the way that God has called you to live. And God goes, okay, I'm with you. He empowers you and you respond in a way that's different than how the world responds and you've got the kindness and, you, and all of a sudden there's just this like, ah, I thought, didn't we throw three men in the fire? Yeah, we threw three. Isn't there four? There's four. No. And then I just love it where Nebuchadnezzar goes, come on out. Hey, and that's a funny part. It's funny to me that he has to call them out because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego they seem to like it in the fire with Jesus. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like if it were me in the fire, it'd be like, if we can get out, like let's run. But boom, opens up. Hey, get out of there. They're like, we're good. We're f okay. They come out of the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar, he just goes into praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like, pray, praise be to that. And from now on, all nations are going to worship that God. Just the most amazing picture because these guys were faithful. They walked with God. They stood together. They faced the fire. God's with them in the fire. You know the story. And then all of a sudden he goes, mm, your God, that idol, no, your God, yes. And I'm telling you, that song we sang, we are your church. That's what our world needs to see in us. And I do want to encourage you. This, my third question is this. Who will you impact in 2018? And I know there's some of you that have even communicated to me that, that I keep bringing up evangelism, that I keep talking about reaching people and that that's fairly uncomfortable. I just wanna encourage you with this. I think it's a part of who we are as Christians. I just can't get, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Like he transforms followers into fishers. You are a fisher. Like, it's a part of what it means to follow. And so I just want us to do a reframe on how we think evangelism. If When you think of evangelism, what do you think of? You think of evangelism, typically you think, uh, 
something a little out of touch, right? Like maybe you think of a guy in a suit, you know, sweating. That's what I picture. I mean, I picture a guy, and you say evangelist, and I think guy in a suit, yelling and sweating. That's, that's what comes to my brain. But I want you to do a reframe. Think about the person that led you to Jesus. What do they look like? The person that led me to Jesus listened. Loved me. Asked me questions. Prayed for me. Talked to me. Never yelled at me. Screamed and sweated. It was just... It was just kind, love, care. And I'll tell you this, that's, that's how we'll reach people. You don't have to say, you know what? I'm not the sweaty, screamy type. You just be the love, pray, kind, listen, and you'll be surprised. You'll fish. You'll be surprised. In 2018, you'll be someone that you're faithful You go through your fire. And I wanna ask you this. I wanna ask you, when you go through your hard thing, some of you go, I've already gone through hard things. I just wanna invite you in 2018, turn that into your ministry. Just let that be your ministry. Hey, I I had an addiction. I wanna invite you, lead a small group for people that have that addiction. Help them overcome. Hey, I I, I had this kind of, I had a disease, but... I'm healed, man, flip it on its head and go take care of the sick. My story, I had a power encounter with God when I was 12. <laughs> you know what, I just, I just spend the rest of my life just, I, love, I just, I love teenagers and mostly junior high kids. Just what's the thing that God's done? What's the furnace, I mean, the, the hardest time? God is with you through that fire. And so that gives you the platform to have a ministry. And at Radiant Church, we're committed to that ministry. It's my job to empower you to fulfill the thing that God's called you to do. And the way we do that is lead a small group, jump on Dream Team Serve, one of those two things, figure out what God's called you to do. And just, I wanna invite you in 2018, take a step. Get close to God. When you face the fire, he's with you through it. The fire's coming. Two, stand with comrades. Three, man, impact somebody. But they look at you and go, praise be to the God. the God of Caleb Hickey. I see. How did you praise be that? I want that, that God. I see God. That praise be. Put your name in there. Praise be to your, I want what you've got because you know him. And when everybody else was bowing, you were standing and you went through hardship because of it. But your God is at work in your life and I can see it. Now I want what you've got. Tell me more. And let evangelism look different this year. And just, let's just be, let's just be what God's called us to be. Take your step.
I know it's hard. That's what Christianity does. We just keep moving forward. We're not just going to marinate. If you just want the church where you just say, hey, I want a church where nobody ever pushes me. I just stay comfortable. This isn't the church for you. But if you want a church where we're going to pray and fast, we get close to God, we're going to reach our city, we're going to serve. I'm just, my job just every Sunday is push you just a little bit. And I want to invite you, man, let's let 2018 be the best year of our lives. Amen. If it's the best year of your life spiritually, it will be the best year of your life. Doesn't matter the circumstance. You can go through any fire. If you're close to Jesus in 2018, you'll look back and go, wow. <laughs> I don't even smell like fire, but I've been with Jesus. This is, this is, this is, you can't even smell the fire on me, but I've been with God. Let's bow our heads. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.